Hello everyone, and welcome back to Traveler's Tales! We know what we're doing! Yes. This is like that episode they make after the episode that you accept as the last episode, where they just like, go around and hug everyone, and like, yeah, kind of eat, eat food. They were anyway, anyway, welcome to the last episode of Traveler's Tales, for a time. Um, so, uh, I really doubt you were not here for our last session, but just in case you live under a rock and decided to skip the final battle... Right, uh, because everyone knows what Traveler's Tales is and watches our podcast. <laughs> yes. So in case you live under a rock and haven't watched our podcast before. <laughs> Anyways, that's exactly what happened. This last episode was just the party doing battle with Merkel. Spells were cast, attacks were made, a lot of stressful moments were had, and the party, by the skin of their teeth, they made it. They captured Merkel in the right of enclosure. They were all pretty. They all had suffered pretty egregious injuries. Gul'drak was blinded. Victor was cut down and not prone. Sagor's strength was stabbed from him, and Tex literally lost her left arm. arm. What up, no lanes? <laughs> no, they, that's the scientific term. Yeah, guys. Oh, okay. Make sure you're very focused for this. Um, but as you all, uh, as you all trapped Merkel inside this crystal, the world around you began to crumble. You fell from the castle into a deep pit. And as you, as it seemed like the darkness was going to enclose you, you heard a voice say, "I've got you. Worry not." And you feel your whole body just go numb. Everything goes black for a moment. And then you all find yourself, except for Jack, you all open your eyes, um, and you find yourself sitting in the middle of a field. Duh. Was the outhouse? Did did we win? Uh, I mean, yeah. It looks like it. In this field, it looks as though a battle was just had. The ground below you is trampled. The grass is dead, and there's mud and dirt everywhere. This field, as you gain your surroundings, is at the base of a giant cliff. You recognize this cliff. It's the base of the cliff in Hagri, where the giant zombie horde was. As you look around, slowly gaining your bearings, to the right of you, you see this massive pile of bodies. All that looked like once undead, but now, you see disintegrating into ash slowly, flowing away in the wind. To the front of you, you see a massive corpse, what you all recognize to be a Tarasque. It, as well, appears to be turning and crumbling to dust, but um, people are like climbing down off the undead Tarasque body um, as it turns away. And to the left of you, standing and staring at you in awe, you see what appears to be the last, whatever's left, of a giant army of people. People you know. You see kobolds, humanoids. And you, you see people you recognize, you know? In the back, you see a big giant minotaur with a hammer in his hand. You're like, that's Flint. Off to the left, you see this shopkeep with long hair and a bow tie. It's Matthias. You just see around them, or around this whole place, is what it, what is left of an army. And using what's left of your conclusion skills, you realize you weren't the only ones fighting a battle. 
at the same time, these people were also fighting a battle against the hordes back here, against whatever that monster, that Tarask was, that is now dead. They're all just staring at you. And a lot of humanoids, non-undead, just dead humanoids can be seen as well around you, torn apart by zombies, ripped up, destroyed by magic. A war was had here, far more large-scale destructive in terms of life loss than yours was. Yours was more important, but this one, it appears, was far more impactful on the material plane. All around you as well are ruins of siege equipment. You see broken ballistas, ruined trebuchets, scraps and pieces of siege towers. This area has been utterly demolished by the war. And you all just sit here in silence, hardly able to comprehend what's going on. I'm going to say one thing. Friends, please give me your eyes. What do you see? Are you asking us, or all of them? Y'all? I have no- I have- I don't- I- Oh! Can't- Oh my god! Oh my god! He- he hasn't realized- You're- you're blind. His eyes, you see, there's a massive cut across his eyes and they're just bleeding profusely. He cannot see. His eyes, like, are cut shut. Everyone uses them. As well, you but guys we all, all still have them. I mean, they, yeah, they, you have them. They're there As well, all you, you, you all see their injuries. Um, the back of Victor's legs are <coughs> bleeding, <laughs> cut to ribbons. Um, on Texas' left arm, while it is kind of forming back, there's still just like mostly a stump where it was. Sigor, you see those black veins coming from the wound in his body. And Pathfinder is all scratched up, still missing half of the rocks that once covered his inside. And it just, it hits you how hard you have all been injured by this. How much it took out of you. And how much these injuries will probably never go away. Entirely. Alright, who is, uh, who's worse off? Well, I see you've all fought your own battle, but, um, I think we need a medic. I just pass out. <laughs> and, um... Give me eight hours. I also pass out. Uh, <laughs> um, alright. But yeah, okay, like, out of game, who has the least amount of health? I'm at 31. 30. I'm at 78. I'm okay. real close to my max. Right. I'm at 85. Yeah. He healed okay, us I'll a bunch towards the I, I did a ton of healing. I, did I a good just amount was of taking a ton of damage. Yeah, yeah you took okay. a good 40 after the heal. So you had 37? Um, um, so, right, I give you five. Uh, I'll see you guys all kind of uh, collapse in exhaustion. And, Sigur, um, don't he go find heal? All right. Well, whatever. You, you all hang on. Guys. When you rest, you yeah. You, you all kind of take a rest, and I'll say, I'm um, magically. Different. You either are brought to or recover in uh, a room. Uh, this you look to be inside of a tent. You're all lying down on beds, um, and you hear voices outside. Um, you're alone in this room. Uh, Pathfinder is kind of just sitting in the uh, near the end of the tent, and all four of you are lined up horizontally on beds. Um, and he kind of looks at you all. Oh, you're all. You're awake. You're alive. I had the craziest dream. <laughs> oh, hey, you're finally awake. <laughs> I thought 
thought I'd lost something there. That wasn't a dream. Oh, that wasn't a dream. Yes, All right. look at your legs. Oh my god. <laughs> Victor just passes out again. <laughs> How do you know if you're really awake? That is a good question. Um, depending on how long it takes to get that fixed. Uh, Do I have my spell slots back? No. It, you will have taken equivalent to like part of a short rest. Great. I'm gonna pass out. You're like on. You're still kind of awake at this point. So. Yeah. Um, but as you guys all kind of wake up, Pathfinder like sticks his head out the tent and kind of says something. He's still partially injured. Um, but as Pathfinder says this, um, a couple of people step into the tent. You see, one, a half-elven woman with long hair. She's wearing um, sort of a simple dress and what looks to be some very thin metal armor. Um, her left arm looks very badly bruised and cut, kind of. She's holding it in, and um, she has a lot of... Uh, bruises all over her face, and there's one big cut, gash on her forehead that's leaking blood. Um, and the other looks to be a turtle. Um, he uh, has one of his eyes is swollen shut. It looks like his left foot is kind of mangled up a bit, very cut and bruised. And um, you see on the side of his shell is a large crack. Um, in his right hand, he's holding sort of a brown ish object uh, you can't quite see but um the two of them kind of approach you and the elf says you you did it you all did you do it what well i have him right here i lift up the box you be careful with that please you okay yeah you you he lift up the yeah, i drop telepathically it up I lift it up with magic. Well, we'll say, yeah. And then Sagor as well, this whole time you've been holding on to Merkel's crown. You actually haven't been able to let go of it. It's just kind of like fused to your hand a bit. Um, and <laughs> I don't want to let this go. It's not that you don't want to let it go, it's just like it won't come out of your hand. Um, it's like st- stuck to your hand. Um, and you kind of like present these objects. <laughs> and and they, um, spike your mod? Yeah, the elf's like, you, you really did. And the total, um, you recognize these people, I should say. The total is <clears throat> Baca. And then Emil- Amelia? The council, Amelia Trapaya. Amelia! The queen, the queen good, good of Yenel. Yeah, the two of them, and the total kind of. I cannot believe this, you. You really have done it. I. I just. Uh, we. We owe you so much. You have done everything that we have wanted that we could not do. And he kind of, um, he opens his hand and he holds, um, the brown thing out in front of him, kind of looking at it, and you see it is a hat. A wizard's hat. It looks kind of cut up and crinkled and just kind of... I I almost expected it. And then you hear from outside the tent, Where is my blasted hat? Where's it? And then, come running in the tent, you see Ebnaran. What happening? Um, Who's that? Who are they? He's, damn it! Um, he's, <laughs> he's God hair, damn it! I'm blind here. <laughs> his hair is like totally messed up, even more than it was before. Parts of his beard look like they're singed off. Um, he has. Um, it looks like he's. Um, 
he has a big cut on his left cheek and um, a lot of bandages all over his body, and he's walking on like a cane, very heavily leaning on a cane. And he, uh, oh, thanks the gods, you're alive! And he like hobbles over to all of you and gives each of you like a gentle hug. Um, he, he just like, I yeah. think you might need to make me new ones. I like wiggle my stumps As with he, like the accordion legs like jiggling. Oh, man. <laughs> As he gets close to me into a perceptible range, um, I'm just gonna react and try to try to push him away. Ah, uh, not right now, friend. Oh, oh, all right, that's okay. I cannot see. That's okay. Yeah, and I'm just gonna say that I've been sort of like whispering everything that's uh, been going on. Yeah. To... You've been in this situation oh. before. Mm-hmm. Now you feel like. Yeah. By the way, yeah, I was gonna say that you can help him. Exactly. Very much with his blindness. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and Norm just kind of backs up. You see, he is he's crying full on. Crying, he's just leaning on his cane. I did not see this. You, I heard it. You really did it. He's, he's trapped. You've got the crown and everything. That is. I toss him the. the nah. You, no. Uh, you show it to him, yeah. And <coughs> Segorai, so no. you kind of show the crown. I. This is. I cannot believe this. We've. He kind of turns to look at his his two friends and. Uh, I don't even have the words. This is incredible. You, you literally saved the entirety of Ethiopia, the planet itself. Uh, we must have some sort of ceremony or, or special, special celebration for this. This, and and um, the, the queen says, "Orion, please calm down. I I know, but they are injured. They need to rest." Oh, yes, yes, I'm sorry, yes, yes, yes. And, oh, I just... Yes, yes, please, give us a few days to lick our wounds. I, I, I just want to say I'm so, I'm so proud of you. I can't even put into words how happy I am to have watched you grow this whole time and have you come all this way, and he's just like crying a mess. Um, he's, he's very happy. As you can tell. Um, I... If I'm not being so bold, uh... Would we be able to get someone, uh... In fine with mythical magics? Oh, absolutely, absolutely! And, um, Baka says, I have a bit, I will also, uh, Um, Amelia, please, fetch, uh, a clerical to She... Yes, right away. And rushes out of the tent, and... You can all hear voices coming out of the tent, and you kind of assume that you're in a, um... Like, what would be equivalent to a sort of recovery or military camp? <laughs> um, Tactical healing! Come yeah, in! Ba- Baka comes up to all of you, kind of very slowly walks up, places his hand near each of you, and um, helps you heal your wounds. Um, Tex, I will say, due to the magic of Merkel's power, regenerate will not entirely regenerate your arm. However, you can get it power back okay, to you. Okay. So instead of having just like a tiny hand because that's gross. <laughs> no, what, what I what I'm gonna say is you got your arm back all the way up to about the wrist. Okay. You no longer have a hand, but you have an arm up to your wrist and you know Baka tries to heal and he says No a little arm, please. No, little arm. No, that's gross. Come on, a little little tiny baby not arm. Like a, not a baby arm, but like a kid I'm arm. I'm not having no. a child arm. No, I'm not gonna do that. That's gross. I would cut that off. <laughs> you you just have um yeah, up to your wrist and he says I wish I could give you more 
but what would cause this is just... I can't do fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do I fingers. don't know how to draw them. <laughs> um, Gruel jackhands are hard. He, yeah. um, he stops your bleeding, but he says, Eyes are hard. Um, I'll see what I can do but in the future, but I don't know if you'll ever get your sight back. No, I'll find a way. But I'll try. He already had sight brought, so um, he's a little experienced. Your legs are kind of healed. You, you will also have to um, spend time naturally healing for Regenerate. this. Regenerate. Regenerate. Greater healing. I don't recommend you walk for quite some time. You may want to employ a... Well, I have an idea for you. And, Turn uh, your leg I cast fly and just start Sagor, um, he puts his hand on your chest and kind of stops the poison from going through. Uh, the poison, uh, it's still in your system, but we can neutralize it. You won't get all of your strength back, but at least you won't waste away into nothing. I will say your strength is restored really? up to 24. And that is the max, because, like he said, the poison is still in your body. It's just been mostly neutralized. Basigor. So does it just negate all the powers of the belt? Well, I mean, well, no. well, it like, like if, if you took off the belt, it wouldn't. You would subtract what the belt gave you. So you, you're trying to go back to twenty. Okay. Your strength is twenty-four now. So you need the gloves now. Uh, this does these two wouldn't do anything. They they're they're ogre strength. They make your strength nineteen. And if it's higher than that, it just does nothing. But We'll talk about it later. This is the last session. We don't have to really worry about it. Um, but you all get a moment to heal. Baka heals you up. Some other clerics heal you up. And um, I'm a super cleric. I can heal myself. And you all take a minute to... You say, as you have no spell slots left. <laughs> as you have, like, two spell slots and left. And still can't see. I need to sleep this off. <laughs> yeah, you, you do sleep for probably several days. And not just a few days. We will kind of fast forward. A bit. Years? Not years. Months. Days. Decades. Hours? Centuries. A minute? A month. <laughs> That's four weeks? Correct. Five. <laughs> five in this world. Oh, five. A month is 35 days in this world. Oh, yes. Incorrect. Sorry. <laughs> Not right. So, guys, um, you. The events of next several days kind of become. or next several weeks kind of become a blur. You all kind of resuscitate yourselves, you organize things, and as we forward, we fast forward a month in the future, you're all standing in front of the archives. What is it? Does a greater restoration work? On yourself? Yeah. You, your eyesight is still not, you can, you're starting to see some light, but you still can't see. Like, I, I almost imagine you're casting like greater restoration like two or three times a day. Yeah, you're starting, it, it will take a very long process, but you, you may eventually be able to get it. Um, so, yeah, you all are standing in front of the archives. Um, you see, uh, all of you are, you, you've kind of recovered. Victor, you are in what would be equivalent to a wheelchair. It's sort of made of wood. There are wheels on it that no. you've, you've gotten used to um, moving around in it fairly I mean, well. You could no. probably get like a magic carpet or something. You can, I don't have to look up to you anymore. Not you, that I do anymore. Guys, you <laughs> can still kind of move your legs, but with a bit of trouble and pain. So it's still recommended you not walk for some time. Gruldriak, um, you've taken to wrapping a bandage around your eyes to keep 
it from getting infected or anything, and you're you're still healing healing yourself over and over. Text regeneration um, and greater could, healing. Guys, could I have talked to Abnuron? Uh, not in, he. Abnuron is currently working on a prototype, but at the time being, you've just got a sleeve tied off. Okay. And Sagor, um, you, you've healed from your poison again. You didn't get your strength back, but. You're back to your old sort of stoic self. You're no longer feeling kind of weak and sluggish, and you're still, you know, extremely strong. See, so like, what what level were you? Like, how how many levels down have you gone? He he was at twenty nine, and that was twenty four. Well, yeah, so like, uh, level five, Segor, or like, when did you have that? Strength. Uh, uh, I had 20. He had 23 for a time, up okay. until the one shot we did a few weeks ago. Gotcha, gotcha. But, um, and then Pathfinder. And then he became just stupid strong. Yeah, exactly. And then Pathfinder, as well, he's okay. joined you. Instead of his old stone golden form, and, or his old metal form rather, you see he has adopted sort of a hybrid form, where he's now, you know, kind of a, a medium sized metal humanoid. But on places like his shoulders, his chest, his his lower arms and legs, he has what appears to be stone coverings. Kind of like a stone knight, you could say. Um, This was uh, repaired again by Ebnaron over time. You all still are injured, still trying to recover, but today is a bright day. Because today is special. Sigurd. You're carrying a very big, heavy box. This box is made from stone, then coated in metal, then built inside of wood. Inside of it is sealed Merkel's crown of horns. And as well, Victor, you are carrying the box of Merkel's right of enclosure, which has also been sealed around with metal, shut permanently. On the steps of the archives, stand four people. Bucca, a turtle, now having bandages on his shell and an eye patch over one eye. Queen Trapaya, her left arm in a sling and some stitches on her forehead. Abnaron, with his hair tied back and some of his bandages gone. And Obadiah, who is leaning on a crutch and um, who looks to be uh, recovering from a broken left leg, he has kind of a, uh, a metal brace on that leg. I hear the staggered steps. He's broken. Yeah, you've gotten, you've started to get used to being blind. Um, it's still not easy, but you've gotten, you started to get your bearings. I see you. Everyone is <laughs> dressed in formal clothing, and behind you stands what could be equivocated to the entire population of Yenelv. Um, just a crowd of people all standing before you. Banners are hung. Um, many, some, some formal music was playing. And, oops. And, um, you all just feel like, right. About a month ago, you felt pretty dark inside. You all, you, you won but it came with quite a heavy cost of life and limb. Um, but now, you feel merry. Amelia Chapaya steps forward in the group. One month ago from today, 
five heroes who knew no fear, who even in the face of death, destruction, horror, and overwhelming odds, took on the greatest enemy that has plagued Ethiopia for nearly four of the past years. They saved us from immediate and certain doom. Baka steps forward. They demonstrated courage and strength. They did not waver, even when they saw themselves or others fall before them. Even when the path was not clear, they ensured they got to the end. Obadiah steps forward. They used everything. They used everything at their hands. They kept themselves well maintained, well supported. They went through dark times with each other, difficult times with their friends, and yet still they trusted each other so much as to go through such lengths and depend on each other's very lives for survival. And lastly, Ignoron steps forward. And through it all, they still had a smile on their faces. They grew, they learned about each other, they kept themselves happy and full of hope. And they promised that no matter what, they would not give up. Chapaya again speaks up. In exchange for your honorary service of saving our planet, we would each like to offer you a medal of honor. Each one of them um, from a pocket somewhere on them, they pull out a, a large, what is equivalent to like a gold medal, just solid gold. Engraved on it is what appears to be a crest containing four sections. <clears throat> one uh, section has a book on it. One section has a shield on it. One section has a big axe on it. And one section has a pair of wings on it. And they all step forward and they put the medals over your necks. These medals show that your titles are unmistakable. That you are the greatest heroes to have ever lived on Ethiopia. And that we, as the once formed Bannerats, formally present to you the privilege that you deserve for saving our world. What's more, we shall lock away all remnants of this terrible being so that never again will our world be jeopardized in this way. And um, you guys kind of give them the, uh, the materials or the, the stuff which they place to the side. <clears throat> and uh, <coughs> <coughs> Good one. That's just good reaction. Sorry. Mm. My eyes are getting to me. One second. <coughs> Alright. Now, before we begin, uh, before we um, let you off to your own ideals. <coughs> You're killing me, Holmes! You're killing me! <coughs> There will be a celebration 
for this great day. The celebration is in, we could say, in the spirit of life. Obadiah, we invite all members across the entire world to party, to do whatever they wish, to be merry in the streets of Yenelv, to praise our heroes and to remember that they still have life in their body. What's more, we invite all to recall those who were lost in the great battle, both by our heroes and by ones more personal to us. And we recall that never again shall we lose so many. Baka, you may all be free to uh, party yourselves away for three days, as we will hold it. Then normal activities will resume. But our heroes, and he, he addresses all you four, heroes, please, do not let us tell you what to do. We are your subordinates now, and you may drink, eat, be merry, and celebrate your survival as you wish. So, with that, Party music begins and everyone in the crowd erupts in cheers as, you know, every, everyone just begins to dance and sing and um, you are filled with this warm, happy light as you, um, as you are uh, put in the center of this attention. So many people thank you, they praise you. Um, this medal you have, it's more than just a piece of gold. It's a sign, a rite of passage, that you have all become truly legendary heroes. I'm like showing people off my shadow sword and like <laughs> some cool stuff. So um, I don't know where to go. I'm blind. Is so there any? Know. I was gonna say, you guys can either choose to participate in the events of the <clears throat> festival, or you may travel to and do whatever you may have left on your conscience or mind. Visit people. Um, get things done so long as it's not major, um, it doesn't take up the whole session. So I'm gonna grab Tex. Mm -hmm. You know, once we leave the podium and whatever, and we're out there, I'm gonna pull on your leg <laughs> <laughs> and find you somehow. Yeah, yeah. You find you by the hair thumping I, I, sound I, I of you probably, walking around. I'd probably stay put in your you. Just yeah. to, you know, I'm not sure how Gujarat is doing in this time. Uh, especially a month later. Luckily, well, he has a super high perception, so he's probably doing. He's, yeah, he's, he's okay. doing pretty well. He's still um, here. Yeah, he's still here. He'd like to well. party. So I'm gonna pull you off to the side. Man. I have a plan. So. Oh, Sunders. Okay. Ah, uh, Tex. Can you join me for a second? Absolutely. Can I join? He's to walk into a place. Right. You guys kind of walk off into a separate part. So, right before we, or. I think it was right after the first room, very first room. You asked about the silver key. <laughs> I did. I've never gone through this with anybody else other than him. Or he told me. Okay. Not even that. Kind of implied. Because it was never said. But the silver key 
It's something you don't want to find yourself. They'll take you down a long, long path that isn't necessarily worth going. Is it an object? No. So it's, it's something more metaphysical okay. per per se. And it seems like you I had it once. One of the, so you're no longer This very it. parchment and I pull out the parchment. It's empty now. But you weren't here when it had the symbol on it. This was my holy symbol once. It had a <clears throat> the symbol of my of Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. And it was also my way of saying I have the silver key. Of course, it could be a legit silver key. I've, I don't know, but I've seen it, I've had it, and I've always had it when this, when the symbol was on this, until the day the guy changed this pendant to be Something about the future. So you do not have it anymore? I've lost it, but I'd also say, don't go after it. I'm already on this path, and it's not worth taking. Anyways, that's all I'm gonna say. That is, you know, that is more than I expected to get, so thank you. Yeah. I am, I'm glad that, you know, we did fight the god together, so I hope that would, uh, you know, benefit from a little bit more trust. So, <laughs> and I'd also say thank you for your m- very much needed help. Uh, this is very new. Yes, it's starting to go away, starting to fade. I can see differences of light, but I'm not sure if that's the clearest it's going to be now. Well, let's uh, stick with it, and uh, whatever happens, I'm always available. And I hope you get your arm back, or hand. Yeah, I've, I've lost more. It is fine. Alright. So, what else do you guys do? I'm going to talk to Sagor. Well, kind of you waiting in the outskirts, and uh... He'll eventually find Tex after she's done talking with Father. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's going to uh, pull her or call her over. Yeah. And all he's going to do. What does it say, what? Well, all he's going to do is hand her the belt of Storm Giant Strength. Mm-hmm. And he's going to walk away into the woods. Okay. Sigor, um, in, in a way. Despite the fact that Sigor does not, and really never did, speak, as he unbuckles the belt and hands it to you, mm-hmm. you look into his eyes and you see more words than you have ever heard him say out loud. <coughs> the loudest of them being, thank you. You kind of just give each other a knowing nod. Kind of pats the belt. And hitching up Morgan by his side. Um, he kind of just, I guess you could say, wanders off into the sunset. 
um, off to start his uh, new life or returning to his old one. Mm -hmm. He's never too sure, but no doubt he knows where he's going. Thank you. What else? Sego really thought when he was holding the bell was kill God with this. <laughs> As I did. <laughs> um, um, again, if this is a time to do, you guys have the time and resources. There's nowhere you have to be in any hurry. You can be wherever you want to be. You can talk to people you want to talk to. This is... We can buy things. We can buy things. <laughs> I mean, this is the last session. I don't know if this is exactly. Yeah. So, so it's been a month. Yudiak has a very good bond with Mercy. He's gonna try to sail, or he has been trying to sail blind. Mm. Yeah, you've been learning. Again, it's been very hard, but Tex mm. has been helping you with that. Especially sailing blind, not very good to do. Very hard. Mm. Um, I, I imagine it's almost been like. A 50-50, like I'm finally learning how to sail myself. Yeah, and, and you've then, taken up some, some crewmates. Some people who are extremely proud to work with the famous Gouldriac Thresholder. Um, so yeah, again, anywhere you want to go, anywhere you want to be, talk to people. Um, you can actually, do I want to talk to... I want to talk to Tex as yes. well. I we all want to talk to Tex. Tex, well, you're our focal point. Yeah. All right. Um, well, well, Sigor's gone, so is Gruldriak. Yes. I was thinking... I'm not gone yet. We, he's kind of gone. He's kind of gone. <laughs> Did you hear gone. that? I didn't. You left me. Yeah. <laughs> you left me. He's I'm gone. gone. I Sometimes I just don't hear his voice. <laughs> um, Dex! Uh, Victor! Element! <laughs> Where am I? Where are you? Alright, so... I don't know I think, what that, that voice is. What, neither do I. What were you going to say? Because mine isn't super important. It is, well, I know that we both have unfinished business. Yes. I'm not sure how long we want to wait before we get back onto that. Um, I need to get my legs to work first. Yes. That's priority number one. Correct. Um, so I'll work on that, and I'll get back to you once that's done. But I think in the meantime, um, I can draw a little circle here, and we can see, we can go check on Mr. Uh, leader of the Knights Reborn, or whatever his name is. Uh, would, would that be wise? I mean, I don't know. I'm asking you, because you seemed like you still had interest in helping him. I was just curious if you'd like to. I... I feel like it has not been long enough. Are the Knights at the festival? Um, like the ones who are actually you, still members. You did, actually. You did see all the Knights were there. They weren't in the front row, but did we separately they have I would have looked for Mr. Bradshire. Bradshire, yes. You um you couldn't find it there. Alright. That, that might be something we want to look into then. But all the other ones, they were they were there, you know, they each greeted you and congratulated you separately, like um Sharia and Veth, you know, the more um perky ones, they were super jovial. Brutus, he was just kinda like you know, very Serious, Strong. but he did, he's like, <laughs> he's like, you did a damn good job. And they're all proud of you, but Bradshaw was not there. Well, I am... Um, I'm not exactly sure what what we should do. I think Bradshaw might be in a fair for another day. I agree. Um, 
and I I think a, like the month and a half that has been since we last talked to him, um, you know, I don't think it's quite long enough for his, you know, sort of uh, self-destructive phase to end. Right. So. Well, it wasn't only self-destructive, but. I mean, yeah. It's funny. Where did the shards of the crown go? Uh, the the purples. Yes. Did they all go back to the archives? Uh, they did. You submitted them with. Oh, okay. um, all right. So they yeah, you submitted them with the crown of horns. I hope uh, they are. So is the crown of uh, crown of horns purple? Um, the big there was a big gem in the center of it that was purple. Yes. Oh, okay. So that's what we were making them. What would happen if we reassembled the crown? Bad things, I would imagine. <laughs> One day, maybe. You know, we both have quite a. Uh, once we get a little more powerful, it's possible that we could safely reassemble the crown without really worry, having to worry that much, even if we do release him. You know, we I feel that we could get to a point where we could possibly recontain him. Yes, um, and if worse comes to worse, we have uh, two other members that we could always call upon. Right, and one of which just ran off naked into the woods, and the other one... Half naked. Half naked. Hell! Oh, he's, he's lost. Totally fine. And the other one, one is, like I don't know, who knows where. Probably Can you at least tell me where the food's at? I mean, it is, it is wild that everyone is like, going that way. <laughs> I, think, I think it's blending into the background of the, of the medieval dance music. Yes, it is. It's some great noise at this point. It is, you know, easy to ignore. Please! Did you know that Dance Till You're Dead is still actually a song back like in these times? No, but... Yeah, Pay here's the plane right now. Oh, well. <laughs> We're gonna get copyright strikes. But I'm blind! <laughs> um, Not from all the other songs we've been singing? That's probably why they can't, um, they can't hear him. Yeah, yeah, that is probably But, um, I, I have a question for you. Um, yes. So you started this journey out as a mission from your queen, correct? Yes. What are you... What were you thinking of doing afterwards? Were you always imagining being employed? Well... I... actually came... I've spent more time in a different environment than this. I've spent more time without my freedom than I have with my freedom. I see. So, in this has kind of been just a testing of my limits in my lifetime. Okay. You met me decently recently, mm -hmm. decently recently, it has been after I had made my grandiose escape and changed my name and ran away from my past. So, is that, um, are there others like you? Yes. Like, uh, like were you part of something that was maybe like directly that like magic users? Or? Yes. Yes. Okay. It directly affected many magic users. Um, I never actually got to meet any of them because mm -hmm. they kept us quite contained. But I've also never met anyone else who has had 
that same experience in captivity that I did? Well, the uh, the world is the world is large, and um, you know I imagine after these events we will have plenty of time to uh, you know, explore. Well, being outside of the place that imprisoned me, I think I can think of at least one person I still need to kill. That is true. So, um, you, you kind of merge with the crowd for a bit. Um, I'll say that, uh, yeah, what's, what's okay. happening? Okay, so, well, that's happening because I'm lost and don't know where to go. So, I go to the one place where I do know where to go, the port. Of course. Um, smell it. Yeah. <laughs> Meet up with my two crewmates. Because, <laughs> you know, Mercy is, you know, a longboard, so I can't have a big crew. Yeah. And I told them, as, and I say to them this. I, we, we could say your crewmates are like a, a young dwarf, um, just starting to get some uh, some healthy beard hair, and um, a uh, a human, uh, rather rather old, maybe late fifties guy who was a sailor in his time as well. Uh, their names are Jack for the old human and uh, Korshan for the young dwarf, respectively. Would you be able to upgrade Mercy? Gurudak wouldn't do that to a boat. Okay. Not even to Mercy. Like, he would not even try that with Mercy. Mm. Um, Wait, you want to put a little turbo in there? (laughs) (laughs) You might put a cannon, but that's the closest thing you'll do for an upgrade. Um, And he says this to him, uh, to them. I... I'm going to take Mercy onto a more or less a religious adventure. I would understand if you guys don't want to join me in this lunacy. I'd, I'd, I'd call it to you. Um, I'd say you should prefer it to be called lunacy. Uh, but I'd rather y'all not join me. If you want to join me still, I'd, I would like your help but I don't think I'll need it with my magical abilities and where I think I'll be headed. And I don't think you'll understand where I'm going. The dwarf says, well, I mean, if if you've got your own grievances or or things to do, then we'll we'll certainly leave you alone. And Jack, well, yeah, I mean, you sure you can make it out there all by yourself? I'm quite sure. But I would like help if... You guys don't feel safe going on to this adventure. I'm just telling you now because this is where I'm going next. I'm not sure where it's at. It's probably gonna take a long time, but it's not gonna be a safe place. I will tell you what. Um, just how about you set a destination uh, for when you're done, and Jack and I will meet you there when you're ready to come back. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Alright. Uh, Long John Island during John's anniversary. Mm. I don't know which one. Give me about about five years if the world don't go to chaos, of course. But yeah, expect me then. 
five years? It'll be a long time. Long journey. I, I mean, that, that's alright with me, I, I suppose. Um, you are the, the great bull gap first, and we shouldn't. We, we respect your opinion. It's just five years is a long time. It's old business coming back to me. I've been dodging ever since. She sank. Um, that ain't really clear up now. I would like help, but I'm just warning you, it's not gonna be a safe adventure. I, I think we'll let you handle it. I have uh, known the adventures you get on, I think probably Jack and I are well equipped and we trust you. Yeah, you, you do your own thing. It'll be a, it'll be a good experience for you, I think. All right. Well, it was fun sailing with you too. You have good luck with whatever is ahead of you. And I'm sorry about that. Boot this. I just really need to get this over with. Not a worry, Mr. Kuldriak. It's, it's your life. Really, anything you do these days is probably best for all of us. Thank you. And with that, I take Mercy and start sailing the high seas yep. to the island. You know the one. I know the one. You begin to rig up the sails and wave a final goodbye. Your destination set for not a place, nowhere, but a concept. Mm -hmm. That concept being answers. So, uh, Tex, mm -hmm. and actually all of you, I should say. You've all gotten a lot of fan mail over the past few weeks. No. Sigor, I mean, Sigor burned it all, but... No, they don't even know where I am. They can't even mail Sigor over the past few weeks before now. Yeah, there is a, like, a bin of Sigor and Gudrak mail. But they've just burned like a dumpster fire. They're just like, okay, we have, like... We have two wagon loads of this stuff. Can you just burn it? And we can't use it. <laughs> we can't eat it. It's expired. Gudriak gave all um, all liability over towards Victor on what happens to his mail. We can't eat it or sell it, <laughs> so get rid of it. And, and uh, Sager went into the woods and built Good himself a taxes. farm. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to all your individual stuff. Boat tax is really high this year. So, um, sure. starting with tax. I'm gonna go Cost through you about a thousand platinum. Good luck. Individually, <laughs> I'm gonna go through kind of how this sort of concludes. So, Tex, <laughs> you're probably the one who would actually go through some of your mail and at least look at it. Oh, yeah. And um, most of it is just kind of the usual. It's if taxes, you can read fan mail, that kind of thing. But one catches your eye. Wait, taxes? Yes. <laughs> I, I actually have to do with taxes? I have to save you of this world. It doesn't matter. Dude, taxes. trust me. It doesn't matter. Taxes are taxes. <laughs> Alright, alright. Um, but the king can't tax always. Exempt. Okay, my question is which country is taxing us? Uh, one <laughs> yeah, no, usually. But let, let me explain. I mean, that's where we're living right now. So, um, you get one that's where we buy them. Ah, losers, I don't even have to pay taxes. Okay, listen, listen. Shoot, 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 shoot. <laughs> we got the crib. You get one from a person you know <laughs> named Zale Urden. The note itself reads something along the lines of I've missed you. Please come meet me at this location. And you know the location. You're very familiar with it. In 
a year's time, I will have prepared myself mentally and physically by then. Signed. Zale. Zale. And you kind of just like feel like... Yeah, there's there's like higher palpitations. There's, there's hope. Yeah. You know, all the rest of your group is gone. You kind of just left that part of your past behind unintentionally, but now there's something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so... Wicked. Yeah, you, you kind of saddle up your things and um, get, get ready to start um, within the next couple of weeks leaving Ganelv and going up to uh, the area in Westdale that you have been told about. Okay. Sayor, after you walked off into the woods, you um, you walked for quite a long time. Um, you visited some places, saw some sights. Of course, you got a ton of renown as being Sagor the Mighty. Like, um, in Rainbow? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I had to make the joke. Pat, I got Morgan. She's in my boat. <laughs> Yeah, you, 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 you left her on my boat. Yeah, okay. you, you gotta let me do the thing. All right, um, go ahead, do the thing. You got a lot of um, requests for like people to lift things up, you know, that kind of stuff, like show off your great strength and that sort of thing. And eventually, you do get to what is probably a, a higher mountain peak in the mountains of Isia. Not the same place you have your family from, but. You do get to one of the peaks, and um, despite that you are, you did give away your belt of giant strength, you are still plenty strong. Use your axe, chop down some trees, build a house for yourself, and begin your project of just creating kind of a farm up in the woods. Um, And you live there for quite some time. The first few days of living in that area, you know, I we can go into detail about him building the house and put on like some Red Dead Two music, but we don't have to. Um, we just say you built the house. But during the construction of such, um, a stranger wanders by. Uh, this stranger appears to be kind of a, an older gentleman with red hair, big long beard. Um, he's wearing kind of robes, and uh, there's a raven sitting on his shoulder. And he, hey, it's just. Passing through. How are you, fine gentleman? Uh, good. Ah, could you spare um, a cup of water for uh, an old man such as myself? Uh, yes. All right. You um, you just kind of gather a bowl of water head at him, and um, you know he could uh, he takes it and says, well, "Thank you." But then he like grabs your wrist and he like holds it tight, much tighter than a man his age should be able to. And the hood kind of falls back a bit. And what you see, um, his hood was kind of shrouded, his face was kind of shrouded before by a hood. What you see instead is the face of a much younger man of red hair, flaming red, standing much taller than you remember before with a strong grip. The robes are gone. Instead, you see he's wearing sort of a sleeveless tunic with the strong arms and you recall his face. He smiles at you. You remember me, don't you? Uh, yeah. Good job. I'm proud of you. I always knew you had it in you. Thank you. 
and he claps you on the back and says, you deserve a retirement. You're a good man, Sagor. Don't ever let anyone tell you otherwise. And he kind of just um, walks off into the woods again, leaving you with your own satisfaction and peace of mind, feeling like, yeah, I got it. The uh, Breakfast dusk, Club theme, like, family. Yeah. It's just like the whole thing is walking into the sunset. Yeah, that, that, that's what we're good at. I'm sailing into the sunset. You're walking into the sunset. You're doing something into the sunset. I am the sunset. <laughs> you are the sunset. I am the sunset. You're looking off into the sunset. I'm floating, levitating into the sunset. Um, and with that, that, we'll go with uh, you next. I pull out sending stones because I still have mine. You do? And uh, I was going to say, you're, so the, 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 all this stuff that I'm talking about is kind of occurring over the next several months. Um, this is all sort of separate places that you've um, started going to, and we're going to talk about how you and you kind of mingle in this one case. But Gruuljack, you've been sailing on the seas for probably a, a few months now. Um, and, um, you know, it's it's... Just one morning where you've just woken up, you're leaning over the balcony or the edge of the boat. Just, um. The sound of the waves, yeah. the smell of the salty air. It, it brings you a lot of relaxing memories. Some, some kind of frightening ones, but mostly just good memories. And you, um. Frank the seagull, always sitting on my boat. <laughs> of course. Um. And, uh. You hear a voice in your head. It is completed. You don't see anything as opposed to normal with this voice. Your vision is still pretty dark, but the voice still echoes around your your ears and head. You have fulfilled it. You are beginning to get Close. Yes. Why? Why what? Why do I have to do this? Because there is more. The prophecy, yes, it is done. But fate, there is no end to fate. You may have glimpsed fate. You may know others who claim to wield it, but only I can know what really lies at the end of the tunnel. You will know soon, too. Your journey is far from over, and yet you have come to the end of perhaps the shortest and easiest part of it. Hmm. Then I'll find you. <laughs> of course you will. I'll you find can, the others. You cannot resist. Ever since that day you felt such a draw to calling whether you like it or not, 
chosen one. You are tied to fate. You are the marionette. And we are pulling the strings. You must simply decide whether you wish to keep those strings or choose to have them cut and suffer the consequences. Those who seek answers to questions they have not yet been asked often find themselves in a situation they never desired. They find themselves with more questions than they ever wanted and simultaneously more answers than they would ever need. You may do as you wish. I understand your mind and body cannot handle everything at once. But know that you are still young, naive, and too prideful to truly understand the implications of this matter. You have many, many more things to learn, and much, much more time to live. You are not like a man, chosen one. You will see. You will see. I'll get you for this. So, your journey continues off into the ocean. You yourself are not even entirely sure of what lies ahead. And lastly, we get to Victor. Victor, despite everything you've done, you still find yourself somewhat discontented with the ending. Yes, you saved the world. Yes, you feel incredibly proud and powerful of what you've done. But at the same time, you still have loose ends. You still have people to talk to, things to avenge. Your story is far from over. You meet up with Tex probably about a month after this whole festival encounter on the outskirts of Yenelv, or outskirts of Rachen, just ready to sail out of Yenelv. And you know what your intents are. Through a long journey, you make your way up near Westdale. And before you get to your point, you stop by the Kobold Castle just to visit. See how things are going. As you stop by, you notice that there are just as many, if not more, kobolds than you remember there being. The place is bustling with energy. The whole area looks spick and span. You see extensions have been made to the castle. Stone rooms have been built off on the sides. Tents have been strung up. Um, and many kobolds, they jump to greet at you, young ones, old ones, of all different shapes and sizes, they all leap up to greet you. Um, your journey from Rachen to the um, base took almost a year, if not a little more than. Um, we don't have to go through everything that happened in that time, since it was mostly just 
traveled between you two. You kind of bonded, mingled. You picked up a new member, someone you've met whose goals align with yours. They're a little bit behind you. They had to take care of some errands, but you know that you're going to meet in the same place at the end. So, um, yeah, I know. Is there uh, anything you want to do at Cobalt Castle exactly before um, you continue? <laughs> Excuse me. I do want to say that I do stop by Cobalt Castle about once every other week to collect supplies. Okay. So, so the word of recall is still there in the teleportation circle. Like, <laughs> doesn't it doesn't go that bad. Don't you have the teleportation circle in your boat? Yep. Yeah. And yeah. the teleportation so, circle is on your scene. You, you could say, um, Gruuldriak might be there at the time you visit. He's not there at the time you're there, no. but the cobbles are definitely going to tell you, oh, yeah, hey, yeah, uh, Gruuldriak's been here. Yeah, he's a bit of a, a common visitor. Where is Cardon? Okay. Um, well, one cobalt you're talking to. Um, King Cargon, he, uh, he died in, in, the, in the Great War. Um, we lost him, unfortunately. Darren became the new leader. Really? Yeah, he survived. Actually, he, uh, he, he's been doing a pretty good job of uh, making this place stay stick and span. He's been making sure you guys breed, right? I mean, I'm going to his room, but I think. Um, he's been telling us, yeah. Alright. I mean, he hasn't been breathing with you. Not not as far as I know. Okay, good. <laughs> like a, very good. Like a, actually, I, I know Kaiban was very busy. I don't know. Oh yeah, he was. Hey, there could be perks to something like that. I don't think that. No. No, 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 no perks. <laughs> um, I, I assume you go inside and visit him. We, yes. Alright, yeah, you go into King. What was King Cargon's office? Now Derek's sitting. Um, he's wearing very noble clothing. You you assume he probably bought it himself. You've upgraded. Ah, hello, welcome back. Now it's been a, a few months since you visited here. It has. It. I see you're recovering from your injuries, uh, Victor. Over this year's time, you've uh, started to recover your wounds a bit. You now walk with a bit of a limp, but you can actually walk now. Cool. Oh, really? Um, is there any reason you stopped by, or did you just want to say hello? Oh, I just wanted to show you that I can still blow up the castle. No, I'm kidding. Well, I'm sure you could, yes. I, <laughs> I, 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 I Lord Victor, the all arcane powerful. Uh, I don't know if you should call me that. I don't think I Technically, we are lords. And, of course, Tex, the, the angelic, uh, paladiness. Thank you. Well, um... Yes, is, is, is there anything I can do for you? Uh, I've been running this place very efficiently over the, the past uh, uh, year or so, really. We've so, you know, have you been office. making money? Yes. You've been cobalt. making money? These kobolds are great at work around the cities. There are a lot of surrounding little towns that they can do jobs and they can clean up things, they can take care of, clean the sewers, they can clean... And you just tax them for a living in the castle and... Yes, they pay me, uh, um... They, each cobalt pays me 10% of their weekly income, and in exchange I let them live here, breed, and uh, build their homes as they need to. And you're managing their breeding so that we can maximize the amount of diversity within cobalt? 
Yes, I think we've got to about uh, 250 headcount now. Wonderful. That is not too bad. We, um, this we know, is, your information is much more condensed than King Cargon's was. I know. <laughs> believe me, I'm a Don't tell anyone, but I was pretty happy when he gave bucket. Don't worry, we won't tell anyone. <laughs> Puts up posters. <laughs> well, uh, is, is, is there any place you're headed off to that I could um, help you out with? Um, well, the depths of hell. Again? Oh. Yeah. Um, um, I forgot we already did that. Well, um... Deeper depths of hell. Maybe. <laughs> deeper depths, yeah. The deeper depths. <laughs> um, we do not uh, require any assistance right now. Um, but, uh, if everything goes to plan, is there anyone that you would want to, uh, have as your, say, second in command? Hmm, I haven't really thought of that. I've sort of run this in a very monarchical way. Um, um now, historically, monarchies, people know likey very muchy. If a person do bad at all, they go bang bang, boom boom. Person die. Have you been talking to Sigur? <laughs> okay, but we are also talking about kobolds, though. I don't think they care. That's true. I mean, most people have. Most of the kobolds have been pretty happy with the conditions, I believe. And and here's a thing, may or may not be a threat. If we come here and kobolds are not happy, we are going to have it. Alright. Um, Sounds good. Certainly, I'm going to keep things uh, spick and span as best as I can. Yeah, you. Funny enough, I think the two, and I wouldn't even call Sagor a nice member of our group, but the two <laughs> nicer members of our group are gone, so we can be a little more strict than them. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> now, no, Gruldriak's pretty strict. No, Gruldriak was all about mercy, especially like with yeah, the yeah. with the guy with the, with, 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 with the Bradshire. Yeah. Yeah, remember that one, the one assassin that we brought back to life in order to torture more? Yes! Yeah, oh yeah. I was totally cool with just killing him. Totally worth the 300, 300, 300 diamonds. diamonds. <laughs> that was our most expensive, uh, adversary. Yeah. Well, um... Well, actually I would disagree. Who else? I had to spend... Like... Maybe fifteen or sixteen hundred golds worth. No, fifteen hundred gold worth just on rubies. Oh, that is a good point. Well, yeah. I never even used it. <laughs> what was that for? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> I used three. It was either. It was like force cage, maybe. For, I don't know. Uh, it was force cage. Okay. Yeah. Everyone was killed the kobold king with the head of one of the kobolds. Yeah. Alright, well, if I ever get the spell Force Cage, we have 1,500 gold pieces of rubies. Oh, good. <laughs> yes. Well, mother, I mean, what does that spell do? It traps them, get this, in a cage made out of force. Well, that is, um... Huh, okay. Um, you know, okay, here, here is the... I was thinking it could have been good for getting Merkel just because it also didn't require any concentration. Okay, yes. 
Do you guys need um, money or anything? We would love money. <laughs> money would I can give you some money. Yes. Um, uh, uh, one moment. And he like kind of rings a bell, and two kobolds walk in, um, kind of scrawny. I say kind of scrawny, they're like, all pretty scrawny. They come in with like the two 200,000, or like 2,000 platinum. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we found this in some random building after the apocalypse. Yeah. Um, you two, uh, Fitch. Let us see. Um, Fitch. 4,000 gold from the reserves. And they oh, yes, master. And they run off. Those will, they'll get those. How quick. much of your reserves is that? Oh, probably about um, a tenth. Oh, okay. They are, they are doing pretty good. 40,000 gold? Well, I think. That's I mean, almost, that's about enough to buy a ship. I mean, it was kind of inevitable that eventually the government would find this place and tax us on it. And so, by the gods, the taxes are high on this place. But we manage. Well, it's possible we, we may supply. Look, we can try to get this place out of taxes. Oh no no no! You don't need to do that. Oh no, we are on different wavelengths. Are you saying just get a lot of money uh, somehow? Sort of. What if you know, like kill the tax collectors, put no. their heads on a spike? <laughs> no, not I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. not even here. You're not gonna yeah, be taxed no more. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Like, I just hear out of my, uh, my bag... Just I'm like, my, who my are you responding stone. to? <laughs> and, uh, I pull the setting stone out. It, it's Gudrak. It, Kill the tax collectors! Gudrak. You don't need to pay! You're in the middle of Gudrak. the ocean! Is that you? Yeah, I, it, I it's quite I boring out here. <laughs> oh, Are you Hello? eavesdropping on us? Have you been eavesdropping on us the entire time we've been traveling? You know, I'm surprised y'all haven't really been using your connections. But yeah. Break it. <laughs> Break it right or, now. Okay, well, I, so I want to. But there are, like, I have like 15 contacts on here. I don't want to list. Gudriak, break yours right now. Gudriak, how are you? No, stop talking to him. What? What? What is it? Hang on, one second. Five hey. seconds later, I walk into the room. Hey! Hey! hey. hey. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he did, yeah. What? Oh, because. Will Mercy teleport back to the shore, so won't you lose all of your progress on... No. Not quite. <laughs> no. Yeah. Maybe. Gudrak starts sweating. Like, oh, no. Again, it's, it's been about a year, um, so Gruldriak, you've gained no. um, some of your sight back. Gruldriak is now wearing spectacles. Um, very thick Coke bottle glasses. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, he still has quite a bit of scarring around his eyes, but he can see now. Mostly. I can see! Without his glasses, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like my Your eyes are better than my legs. Alright. Well, that's because I've been healing myself every single day. I've About died. seven times a day. I just Ooh. slap him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Ah, I can't see any more of the glass. It's in my eyes. Um. Uh, so, how much of your time being able to see has been devoted to just seeing water? Most, mostly as in, what a wonderful point. I've been coming here about once every couple of weeks, every other week. Oh, yes, he's quite, a, nice. yeah, yeah, he's, he's quite a common visitor. He stops by, grabs a little bit of money, grabs some food and water, and uh, goes What does he even need money for? What are you spending no. money on? Yeah, he, he just has, like, a stockpile. <laughs> just on the boat. <laughs> no, there's just much. a bunch of, like, there's just, like, four herbs, oils. 
incense. So are you, you know, I just normal religious stuff. Are you planning on casting Hollow again? Again. On the boat. Okay, so I should on probably the, tell you this. This of the gods? entire castle is already ready to cast Hollow. Which is? Yeah. Oh. I, I work on it a, a, small, a very small amount every time I'm here. I'll set up the spell, just, just a very small amount of it around the oh. outer edges or inner edges of the wall. Okay. Uh, just in case something really bad happens, call me. I'll be here, and Hollow will be on this building. I mean, doesn't Hollow exist, like, last forever? And those what is <laughs> during conflicts, so that they don't know what's happening. Yeah, see. Uh, yeah. Or you can just do it. <laughs> I guess I can make it invisible. Uh, mm. Mercy's has Hollow. Can you put a glyph of hollowing? How many hollows have you casted? <laughs> this is a lot of hollowing. Oh, I oh, <laughs> only two! I've also reset the glyphs of warding all around the castle. You guys used a good two, two thirds of it. Wait, were those those big things? Those the big, big creatures? The yeah. big giants. We tried to kill those things! Well, don't worry, they were, they're not gonna hurt you. I'm you should have told us that before. You, They were these giant, like, ten foot tall. I told King Cargon about like it. Octopus creatures. But I guess he was really bad at telling everyone else. Because he may have died before he got the chance to tell them. He died? Oh, yeah, I knew that. Oh, I. Yeah, you've been visiting here. I you would have known that. Yeah, I would have known that. You knew that. I knew that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he died? Oh, sorry. Oh, oh my god. Amnesia. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the boat 24 7 almost. So. You forget the. You blur the lines between reality and what you're making up in your head. Where, where's Sigor? How many uh, times have you thought me done? He is on another. Uh, Way too journey. much. I want to kill you myself. Oh. But anyways. Uh, yes, he seems to be fine. Um, he just maybe is a little tired of constantly bashing things over the head. Nah, it's possible that now all he wants to bash over the head uh, are sheep and cows that he wants to eat. As well as like pests, like rats <laughs> foxes. No, I think he deserves. I haven't, I haven't seen Segor in a long time. How is he? We don't know. I mean, doesn't he have a sending stone he, on him? He, he literally handed, without speaking, ran up to Tex, handed her his belt, and then ran away. Uh, yeah, just yeah. in a straight line Actually, into the woods. Like a roadrunner. Yeah. We have no idea where he went. Yeah, as far as I know, he could have... He could be still running on the water <laughs> right now. I wouldn't be surprised. I think you're over exaggerating it, but I don't think so. I think he just kept running in a straight line. I mean, he could have. He could have just flown through the whole. Yeah. Ocean. Now there's gonna be like a church built around the fact that Sigor eventually is gonna have to make his way back. I know, like the day of reckoning. <laughs> the second coming of Sigor. <laughs> the, the day he comes back for the bout, you know it's all over. <laughs> But reminds me, yeah, you have the you have a strength of twenty four now because you yeah, have the belt. Yeah, no, I, I it, just like it, it only sucked it out of Sigor, not the whole belt. Nope. The, it, it was him and the belt, really. Oh, oh was it? Oh, okay. Dang. I mean, yeah, like without the belt, Sigor is a little bit weakened, but he's still kind of like back to his I mean, himself. He's still like way stronger than the average person. Yeah, you can still just a terror dude in half. He's the. Should, should we have a bit of a feast while you're all here? I mean, it's been a while since the, the whole party was in... Well, most of the party was in... Mm, we should have Gruldriak make us food. That famous food that he was going insane on. Ah, yes. 
That would be good. Oh, do you mean? <laughs> oh, wait, you mean that, that uh, shark fin soup he gives us every week? You're feeding them that? Every week? Well, no, well, just once All a week. Once, once every two weeks, I'll come back with some soup and long. It's really good. Cool. Right. And, and I try my best. I've Is this like a zombie virus? Just way, way less intense. No, please. I made sure I don't collect zombie sharks after the first couple. Don't say the word zombie in front of me again. Sorry. Undead. That's even worse. Yes. I've How caught a few when I was one. Finger of death. <laughs> I'm kidding. I figured a way to, to, to check. Flashbacks <laughs> to me catching an undead fish. Getting bit by the undead fish. And nothing changing. <laughs> nothing changing and having to cast... Divination because I was super afraid and screaming <laughs> as an undead fish is attacking me. PTSD. <laughs> but, uh, Victor, uh, what do you think about while we are on a journey? Um, I don't know, maybe expanding the, uh, the cobalt business a little bit. Sure, we can make it into the cobalt steel legion. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm the, the, more like the, uh, the Stolen Legion. I don't get it. Or the Red Legion. But um, how about we just stay like Cobalt Castle? I think that's just fine. But, we'll but what if but there what, are more what, what castles? What if two Cobalt Castles? Well, then, then we'll name the other one Cobalt Castle 2. Kingdom no. Cobalt. We all know the sequels are always worse. <laughs> <laughs> Since when? We need to make prequels. Well, have you not Wait, read? We make like Cobalt Castle Zero. Then? Do point five. Point. Did you not read point. Karl Marx's sequel to the Communist Manifesto? The Communist Manifesto. Yeah. Did you just do a complete one eighty? Yeah. Um. Well, I suppose if Have you not read the uh, the sequel to the Odyssey by Homer? I'd say if the we ever get to the castle, we should call it after Cargon. Who's I, Homer? Wait, actually, What's the Odyssey? Can you read? Oh, yes. Okay, of. just what what is kind of? How else um, do I do tax? I'm not so good on the big words. Okay, you have uh, prestidigitation. What does it mean? <laughs> what? <laughs> Actually, you know. Prestidigitation. Come on. Something we go over. Because text doesn't know how to read or write or spell. Hi. I will teach you how to read and write. You've been teaching her. And yeah. spell in. Yeah, what, what, how many language? languages am I proficient in? I think three. You know, common, elvish, and celestial. I believe. Yes, you're yeah, totally right. I speak God. I totally forgot <laughs> that I speak God. <laughs> <laughs> so I also know celestial. Yes. So we can we can uh, we can just communicate in yeah, celestial. Exactly. That'll be a wonderful little party trick. Yeah. You speak in celestial. It's like I elvish, curse, but every time you speak, there's like a very quiet <laughs> choir. Yeah, exactly. No goblin scratch. Yeah. No. Saber knows how to write goblin. He never told me until like this that one shot. <laughs> This whole time, you've never told me that you knew how to write Goblin until like a few, like a month ago. And well, it really makes me wonder, like, what had to happen for Sango to learn? Yeah. For uh, for kicks and giggles, would someone like to do me? Uh, I mean, we have time. I, 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 prefer, I prefer you do that away from here. All right, I'll do it right here, right now. You're my enemy, and suddenly seventeen 
guardians appear instantly. A sword appears in my hand. We're not you take 17 times 60 damage. We don't have time for this. I shielded. <laughs> I think of I cast a false life. Alright, well, we can say that you guys, um, you kind of mingle, um, Again, it's been it's been a year. I feed you my shark fin soup. You find it quite delicious. You guys kind of Sager's uh, still missing. Sager's <laughs> still missing. Mingle again, you know. Um, and and then after a bit of uh, returning and speaking, you all uh, go back to your respective places. Uh, Victor and Tex about a month and a half away from their uh, destination, Ludriac on the ocean, and Sagor is still probably running somewhere. Who knows? I built a house. And have been farming. But they don't know that. They don't know that. Um, so, so, if you ever climb a mountain and find a random cottage... You know where. So, you I don't guess know we where. can say that, um, you know, not all the loose ends are tied, but at the current moment, they don't have to be. We can say that um, perhaps another day we will find those loose ends and tie them into those knots we've been wanting. But, despite this session being rather short, I think um, the conclusion kind of stated itself. You all split off into your respective spots. The Sigor leading quietly into his retirement. Gruuldriak sailing forth looking for answers to his past. And Tex and Victor each looking for their own sort of uh, paths among the Black Steel Legion. And I think, as much as it is kind of bittersweet for me to say it, that is where we can end not only this session, but the main campaign of Traveler's Tales. It has been, I want to say, 44, maybe 45 episodes. Um, it would have been, like, probably... 70 or so had we not lost to those ones at the beginning, but over two and a half years We've all come very far um, We've grown a lot as friends Me, Gideon, Spencer, Billy, Pav, and Lake We've all learned a lot. This campaign has changed our lives um, It's brought us stress. It's brought us happiness. It's brought us a lot of difficulties, friendship straining moments, but also it's really brought us together. It may have been a little bit iffy in some parts, a little bit of rush near the end, but we did it. We made it. My 70-some pages of notes, your guys' 14 levels of blood, sweat, and tears. My feet! Your, everyone's feet, all ten of them. We did it. So, on behalf of myself, the whole Traveler's Tale cast, thank you all so much for joining us on this journey that was Traveler's Tales. It's certainly not over, but the biggest, hardest part has come to a close. We defeated the bad guys, we saved the world, and we had a damn fun time doing it. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you enjoyed this campaign. Um, it didn't 
you know, it never really got hugely popular and it probably never will, but who knows? Share it with your friends, give it some promotion, and maybe in a couple of years it'll blow up for some and also, reason. Also, I would like to clarify that we as the, we as players have gotten a lot better since the beginning, I think, at doing this whole audience as well as playing thing. And I think the game itself, how we play it, has evolved to fit this format better. So I really do think the next parts of Traveler's Tales are going to be just a lot better because we know what we're doing now. Most likely. Because we actually do know what we're doing. We actually <laughs> kind of do know what we're doing. Two and a half years has taught me a lot about being a DM. That first session of Traveler's Tales was my first time ever, ever being a Dungeon Master. I had never done anything close to being a DM before that very first session. And honestly, I have to say it went about as well as I could have expected. <laughs> that was pretty good, honestly. But it was funny. No, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we did kill the boss. With a really overpowered spell. <laughs> Almost instantly. Yeah. <laughs> so. With the poke. Thank you so much for being. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for being here for everything we've done. Traveler's um, <clears throat> Tales is certainly not over. We all have lives to manage, and we're obviously not going to all be able to meet like this or be in a group for eternity, but there will be more, just not for a time. Um, probably I'll release a video or something talking about what's next for the podcast, but for it now I think... It might be a little different. It might be a little different. Things will be a little different. Might do some, some things where we tie things up. Who knows? Some little spin-offs, some, some more... Some little pizzazz, put some sparkles on it. Here and there, yeah. Yeah, you got, like, you got that glitter and diamonds. Exactly. But for now, I think we all need a long-deserved break from D&D uh, and planning all these sessions. Um, from just playing off D&D? Nah, dude. But, but from let's get straight back into it. For <laughs> I have to say, let's go there's... Yeah. Let's do this tomorrow, guys. <laughs> there's, it's 11.30. There's not yeah, it's late. There's nothing I would rather have done with you guys, and there's no group I would rather have played with over these two and a half years than you guys. Thank you for dealing with all of my my rules, my rants, my punching burst, the walls. my punching the wall out of anger. Thank um, you for dealing with Lake. Um, that's all. That is all. <laughs> we, we were we were golden children. Yeah, because no issues. Yeah, because the right side is the fun side. I can say that. Well, Billy just rolled too high. Yeah, I can say that this is nowhere near the boo end to of... OP lock. <laughs> there is, this is nowhere near the end of our travels, and we will certainly be back later someday with more stuff. Maybe a spinoff. Maybe some one-shots, maybe even a whole other campaign. Who knows? But where this story ends, another story is just beginning. Thank you so much, your audience, be it in the current moment as this episode is just released, or several years after, when we've all said and done all the song and dance and Traveler's Tales has kind of faded away into the the library shelves of the internet. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you 
felt the same emotions that we did. And we're glad that you've joined us on this Traveler's Tale. We always knew what we were doing. Probably. Kind of. <laughs> Sometimes. Thank you for watching Traveler's Tale!